welcome to the Restoration Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Colleen Smith, and I'm so excited that you are here. My guest today, Amy, and I became fast friends, and you guessed it, we met through Called Creatives, my favorite creative place on the internet. Called Creatives is a community of women who are called to write, speak, podcast, start a business, coach other women, whatever your wild and craziest creative dreams from God are, there is a community of women waiting to cheer you on and hold you accountable. I'm going to link in the show notes how you can become a member of Called Creatives today. Amy is an overcomer. You guys, she has an incredible story of overcoming alcoholism, anger issues, finding her joy in the Lord and not in the world. But not only is she an overcomer, she is a mama. She's married to her high school sweetheart. She hosts an online community called Soul Goals, and she is the founder and creator of the Good Life Journal. And let me tell you, I'm not one to shill products on my podcast. So if I'm telling you about the Good Life Journal, it's because I believe in it and I think that everyone needs a copy of it. So if you stick around till the end of today's episode, don't fast forward, she will give you a code so that you can get your own Good Life Journal for 20% off now through January 30th. So I don't want to take up any more time because I am so excited for you to hear from Amy herself. Welcome to the podcast, Amy. Would you take a second and tell our guests a little bit about who you are and how we met? Yes. Hi, Colleen. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you very much for believing in me and for inviting me to be here. It means a lot. How did we meet? We met probably about a month ago now when I was told about this community called Creatives, which is basically for coaches, writers, speakers, creators who feel called, right? So uh, we met in there and it was the very first day I joined and up popped in the little website that we have that there was a live coach free coaching that night, I think is what it was. And so I thought, well, I'm gonna try it out. And you were one of the girls on there and you reached out to me and it just to join a community the day of and have somebody reach out to you the day of, you know, you're in the right place. You know, God puts you somewhere, but the, the truth is I had warded off coaching because um, I felt like I had gotten a whole year's worth of coaching last year. And I, true story, I felt like I was replacing God with my coaches. So I was like, you know what? They've taught me everything. I'm putting them up on this pedestal. I need to put God back up there, trust God with my business and just start doing. And I kept praying to God, if there's a community I need to join, you're going to have to throw, you know, hit me over the head with a frying pan and lead me to it. And that was you guys. And I remember waking up the next morning. My first thing was thank you for called creatives because you reached out like that doesn't happen often in communities to have somebody reach out the same night. I'm just going to say that right here, right now. So God is moving in that community. It feels like we've been friends for like a long time. Like you just said a month month and I was like, it cannot be a month. I mean, you just Uh preached to my child. like. I mean, he's easy to preach to. He's adorable. <laughs> yeah. Um, so tell us about yourself. What do you do? What's your creative outlet? What are some ways that like you're serving the Lord right now? All the good things. Okay. So I'm Amy Berry. I live in Dallas, Texas, married to my college sweetheart, Trey Berry. We have three beautiful boys, Will, who will be 20 in December. JP, who will be 19 in February, and then our sweet little caboose, Graham, who's 10. I teach adult dance fitness. And what I, I started that at the age of 45. And what I learned 
by going back to my grassroots of childhood is I love creating. I love dancing. I love choreography. I love the music. And dance was there for me at a time when I was in a very dark time. But through dance, I moved into my creativity of writing. I love to write. Really love to speak and coach and fill women up. Really love to talk about affirmations and your purpose and being in alignment with the one who created you because I fell out of alignment. I became somebody that the world was telling me I should be. And I was like, oh, okay, if I do this, I'll be popular. Oh, okay, if I do this, I'll be happy. Oh, okay, if I make this much money, I'll be finally find joy and peace. And I was miserable. And by writing and pouring into my community, and I created a journal, which is the Good Life Journal, which is four steps. And that's what I do now. So I teach dance, I coach, and I like to speak. Yes. And you guys, I love being a mom. We will get to this a little later, but Amy has an online community that if you're a woman and you just need a place to feel filled up, you need to join because it's incredible. And we'll talk about her journal too, because I have a copy. And if you know me, you know that I am a journaler. I love to journal and Amy sent me a copy and I am in love with it. Um, oh, I love hearing that. Yes, yes. Um, so we're going to talk about Amy's restoration, which I am so excited about. But if you've been around here a while, you know that for me, restoration is when we decide to allow our creator to become like the center of our world. We are opening ourselves up to a restoration experience, which means that we are ready to shed the shame that the world pins on us and walk freely and boldly into the freedom, grace, redemption, and victory that the Lord has for us. And I've chosen a pinwheel as my logo for a reason. Um, I get asked this a lot and I love to talk about it because I believe that a pinwheel never stops spinning. Even when the wind slows down, it's still moving. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that in our lives, we're always needing to be free from something. God is always showering us in this undeserving grace that sometimes I don't even understand. Um, and he desires redemption in our hard stuff. And then there's always something we're running towards victory in. And so I just believe that a, a pinwheel is such a good analogy. Yes. It's a good, uh, identifier of a restoration experience because it's always spinning and we're always moving and we're always running towards that. So Amy, when you think about the word restoration, like what does it mean to you? You know, the truth is when you told me about this and about what you do at first, I got a little sad. If I'm being honest, I wish that my experience had come sooner because I'm freer than I've ever been because of my experience. But I was born and raised Catholic by beautiful parents who planted seeds in me. But I always was more curious, if you will. But I was also a middle child. So I had this crisis, if you will, of being the middle child and always fighting to be seen. And no fault of anybody's. It's a story I put into my own head, by the way. I was very blessed. Went to college before I met Trey, had a pretty racy lifestyle. Um, One that I'm not proud of at all but that I didn't realize I had so much shame from until my restoration experience, if you will. We finally get married. We have three beautiful kids, but I was the girl who was caught up in, okay, if I hang out with this community, I'm going to have a lot of friends and I'm going to be happy. If I have this job and this paycheck and my husband's making this money and we live in this neighborhood, we're going to be happy. Okay. If we join this church, because that's where everybody goes, we're going to be happy. Even if it wasn't filling us up, it was I was very much of always looking right and left and what are they doing? Cause I got to do that too, because they're happy. And I didn't realize it until my mom died and my mom died in 2016 and she was my best friend and she was my go-to if you will, every day at three o'clock, I called her 
And when she died, I got very angry with God, which in hindsight, I, I think maybe God did that on purpose. I don't know. You know, does he do these things on purpose? Maybe to show me that he's going to stand by me no matter what. He stood by me when I was leading a racy lifestyle and he's going to stand by me when I'm angry. And then I twist it off and I turn to the bottle and I'm not proud to say, but I would plan my days around being able to have cocktails at lunch, knowing full well, I was going to be picking up children in a carpool line just to get them home and get them ready for their activities and have a roadie to take them to, the, you know, I couldn't go anywhere without a roadie after five, like God forbid. Right. And I went on a girl's trip and came back and on the plane coming back, I remember thinking, who have I become? I have all these beautiful friends, had a wonderful trip with them, but did not agree with, like, I didn't like how I behaved. And it was making me like, I would leave this group and they were lovely, but I would leave feeling empty. And I thought something's got to change. But if I change, that means I can't be having cocktail lunches with them anymore. I can't be boozing it up all days of the week. I got to make some changes. And if I do, am I going to be alone? Well, what difference does it make if you have 29 friends and you walk away feeling alone to where if you're alone and you're alone, it either way you're empty, right? So why don't you try this, Amy? So I did, I cleaned up, I started not drinking, you know, I'll have a cocktail every once in a while. I'm not saying that, but I chose to stop drinking and a girlfriend acquaintance was talking about how her son had died under anesthesia at the age of 18, getting his wisdom teeth out. And this woman was talking with so much joy for her son to be in heaven with Jesus and so much peace that he was in heaven with Jesus. And I'm like, her son was 18 years old. My mom was 80 and I'm still angry about it. I want what she has. So I messaged her and I said, how are you, how are you doing this? I want this. She told me about a book, Jesus Healing Your Sorrow by Nancy Guthrie. I got the book. I think I read it three times and then bought her next one that I bought was a year in hope. And I stuck to it every day. And I slowly began this relationship with Jesus and I began to change and people started noticing and people started saying, what are you doing? Like, you're not saying yes to everything. You're not volunteering all the time. You're not, you know, overwhelmed. You're not fighting the hustle. What is going on? You just, you seem at peace. And I was like, I am spending time with God every morning no excuses. And you guys, it couldn't have come at a better time because a year later in 2018, my husband got super sick. And I think Jesus, God, Holy Spirit had me go through my crisis of faith a year before so that I would know, look, Amy, we didn't leave you when you were being leading a racy lifestyle, doing things you shouldn't have done. We didn't leave you when you got angry with God for your mom dying, which is by the way, natural, why I thought she would live forever It's beyond me. We didn't leave you when you turned to the bottle and you were putting your own family in danger. And we're not going to leave you now with your husband sick. And you don't know if you're going to be a widow divorced. You don't know how this thing's going to turn out. And we're going to hold your hand through the whole thing. And I believed them. And to this day, I believe them. And I've seen miracles happen upon miracles since 2017 that my family should be split up. My family should be in shambles and we're stronger than we've ever been. Mm -hmm. And that's only by the grace of God. Right. 
I love that. I actually love that you said like, they're never going to leave you. I shared this, I think two weeks ago on the podcast. I'm now at a place in my life and my relationship with Christ that I can go back and be like at five years old, when my dad was raping me at 10 years old, when I was addicted to food and my mom left at 16 years old, when I'm sleeping with men that are grown at 18 years old, and I'm selling my body. Like he was there. Like he never left me in any of those moments. I just didn't know who he was. And I didn't see the ways that even then he was working in my life. I mean, my dad drowned me in a bathtub at five years old. I should have died. He was there because I didn't die when my mom left and she left us with my dad and he was a raging alcoholic. Like we probably should have been put in CPS, taken away, like died because he left us alone, you know, like all of those things. And then at 21 years old, when I got on an airplane and moved across the country to live with a Jewish family, he already knew what was waiting for me there. And like, he doesn't leave us and he is working in those moments. So how, like now looking back, have you reconciled like that? Even in those moments, when I was in those lonely places, I was never alone. You know, women will come to me. The woman was shamed to remind me, do for her what I'm trying to do for you. Use me to help her so you can bring her to me. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Like, because when I said it the other day, somebody didn't get it. And I'm like, I don't know how to explain this, but it's almost like God keeps bringing me women who know there's more. They have this feeling inside of them. Call it intuition. It's the Holy Spirit. Call it your gut. It's the Holy Spirit. Call it a feeling. It's the Holy Spirit saying there's more. And we're with you, but they lead you to certain people. And I feel like they're leading, you know, God's leading them to me. Number one, to heal me. I'm healing by helping these women. And then, you know, I ask them all the time, you're going to have to speak through me. This is bigger than me, right? You're going to have to speak through me. You're going to have to show me what to say. This is bigger than me. And then when I see the light bulb go off in them, it's almost like a little bit more is healed. A little bit more shame is gone. If you can heal them too, God, you can heal me. Does that make It makes perfect sense. Something yeah. that I, I say to my friends all the time is I sometimes feel guilty because I'm like, I'm coaching women in their freedom, grace, redemption, and victory. And there are days when I wake up and I feel full of shame and I feel trapped and I feel right. like I don't deserve grace. And I feel like there's like a ton of redemption that needs to happen. And they're constantly reminding me, God equipped you for this. He he called you and you're right. real, you're human and you're good at what you do because you do still have those feelings. But the difference is you're not living in those feelings. You're not running to the bottle. I'm not running to the next man mm -hmm. who can fill me up. Like, it's really like I'm choosing to run into the arms of the Lord. Right. And I'm choosing to bring those women that are behind me or to beside me or waiting for me with me. They're going to come. Right. They're going to see it. They're going to run. I, oh, I love that. So yes. when we talk about the restoration experience, we've talked about where you've seen freedom, which I've had those moments of being in a room full of people that I know are great people. And I know they love me, but it's lonely. And like, I just, I need to make a decision. And so when I made the decision, which I'm sure this was the same for you, when I made the decision to kind of remove myself and really focus on my relationship with the Lord, I, those people left, they yeah. were like, nope, you're a different person. I don't like this person you're becoming. And really I had to say, well, 
I don't like the people that you are without Jesus. And not that I don't love you because you can love someone and not like them. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And so it was hard. So how have you seen grace? Because I think in all of your story, you probably have had to, to extend a lot of grace to yourself. But I think when, when, um, we have experienced trauma, we have to learn how to experience grace to people in our lives who probably don't deserve it sometimes. You know what I think to your point? Yes. It has gotten lonely at times. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I would say that we're not the buddies that we used to be, but a lot of those girls call me now privately one-on-one, not all of them, but some of them. I would hope that the ones that don't know that someday they can, if they want to. And I look at it as in, I don't want anybody to have to experience the trauma that my family went through in 2018 and 2019 and 2020, and then throw the pandemic to that to get to where I'm at. But there's a big, but here, if that's, what's going to get somebody in relationship with God, throw it at them, God, because this is the best. I, I don't hear me. God, Listen to me, God, I don't want to go back through those three years of pain again. I really don't, but I'm so grateful for him. I am so grateful for these past three years because it was in my darkest hour. I can picture myself sliding down the hospital wall and just into a slump. And did I hear Jesus whisper to me? No, but I felt you're going to be okay. And Trey is going to be okay. And I remember looking up and saying, how, how are we going to be okay? Like I didn't hear anything. I just felt it. And I slumped over and started crying. And then that was it. It was over. And I just had, I got up and I had this piece and I can't explain it other than it was God. But yes, I lost friends through it. They still come to me privately. I will say, I think it's kind of funny. I think some of them don't want to be seen with me because, you know, I went from this partying crazy chick to talking about God and Holy Spirit all the time. Right. So it could be like a crisis. Do I really want to be friends with her? Because then I'm going to, you know, but it's okay. I don't bite. And I also don't shove Jesus down you. If you ever want to talk about it, if you want to tell me about what's going on, I am always here to listen. Mm. Yes. If I see an opportunity to talk to you about Jesus, I will ask your permission. I don't ever want anybody to feel uncomfortable because Jesus was that way. Jesus was very loving. Jesus was very compassionate. And all he said was, come follow me. And you get to make the choice, right? And he loves you no matter what, I think. Yeah. And I think I have gotten a front row seat over the past month to the way that you love people and the way that you show up every day for Jesus, like every day in the morning. One of my first things I do is I go to Amy's Instagram, which I'm going to link all of her stuff in the show notes because you need to follow her. And I listen to your morning devotional that I think you do in soul goals. Right. And then you, I do. Yeah. And I, I love it. It's like, as soon as I get home from taking Peter to school, before I start my day, usually it's so good. So grace. So where have you seen grace in your life and how have you extended grace to yourself? How have you had to extend grace to others? And like, how do you, I think it's hard. Well, I don't think I know. I am like the worst when it comes to giving myself grace. I shared last week with Teresa on the podcast that I don't always know how to extend grace to myself. And I don't always know how to, I don't know. I just, it's hard. Right. So how do you do that? Well, I guess my first question is, is it easy for you to extend grace to others? Oh yeah. I give a lot of grace to other people. (laughs) And, and see, that's the thing. So grace, grace is a funny thing. 
I had to learn about grace. I had to learn about forgiveness. And so I don't know if any of your followers know about Al-Anon, but Al-Anon is a program that is a 12 step program for family members or friends of those that have addiction issues. So I spent 365 days in Al-Anon going every day for 365 days, sometimes twice a day. And that is where I believe it or not, I learned about grace in Al-Anon, not at church. And I was really hung up on angry with some of some people from Trey's past because he has PTSD. I was angry with the military. I was angry with the VA. I felt like they abandoned my husband and my family when he had served his country for 20 years. And it was my sponsor is the one who said to me, Amy, you holding on to this anger and this resentment to them is like taking poison, but expecting them to die. So I remember that whenever I get angry with myself, when I make mistakes, because guess what? Amy still makes mistakes. Um, my biggest mistake is I still get caught in the gossip trap. It's my tongue is my biggest problem. <laughs> I cuss. I love Jesus. I'm working on it. My, I, I'm no lie. My favorite word used to be the F word. I'm proud to say that has changed, but I'm still working on it. But I used to beat myself up. And then I would think to myself that, okay, well, you were giving yourself poison and you forgave all those people. You don't want to die. Why would you keep giving yourself the poison? Don't you want to live too? Can't you give yourself the same grace you gave them? You made a mistake. And then I fall back on, I'm a human and humans are humans and humans will always disappoint because only one human has ever come and walked this earth and was perfect. And that was Jesus. Mm -hmm. Is that a way to let myself off the hook? No, because if you're a follower of Jesus and I, you said it, I get up every morning and have a cup of coffee with him. If you follow my Instagram, you'll see a cup of coffee every morning. And it's like my subliminal message to my followers. Go have a cup of coffee with Jesus. That's really what that's all about. But I don't want to be so in your face because I don't want to scare people off. But I'll have a cup of coffee with Jesus and say, I'm beating myself up over this. The other day I was beating myself up because my house is a total disaster. So what? Are the people in your life feeling fulfilled and loved? Yes. Did the neighbor come in and kind of give you the once over look at your house? Yeah. Well, what she thinks about your house is none of your business. Oh, bingo. Right. You're going to be okay, Amy. It's, you know, it's, I have to talk to myself and Jesus a lot about forgiving myself. I'm really good at forgiving others now, but I'm working on, don't give yourself that poison pill, Amy. You're a human. You're going to disappoint yourself and other people are going to disappoint you too. And when they disappoint you, you're really good at extending them grace. Now, when you disappoint you, you extend, I have to go to Jesus to do that. And I go to him every morning. So we're good. I love that. I love that so much. My friends, this is something that my friends, we've started saying to each other. If we talk bad about each other or we say some, or talk bad about ourselves in front of each other, they'll say things like, don't talk about my friend like that. And it's something oh, that I've good. like customized my brain to say like, don't talk about your body like that. Don't talk about yourself like that. And I have been in this program for a while. And yesterday we had a meeting and the lady, she stopped someone was talking about their body in a negative way and she stopped us and she was like stop talking about yourself that way because your body does hear the way you talk about it and the things that you think about it and like you need to love it because your body is a good body whether it's you know sick healthy big little tall short whatever 
whatever. Like it's still a good body. Um, and so I've had to like condition my brain to think the way that my friends have taught me, like, don't talk about my friend like that. Don't talk about myself like that. And it's been, it's the same with forgiveness. If I'm willing Mm -hmm. to forgive the person that said whatever nasty thing they said about me, then I need to be willing to forgive myself for the things that I've done that I think are wrong. And God has already forgiven me. Oh, Amy, so good. You are dropping such good knowledge today. Can I say one thing? Yes. For people who are giving themselves a hard time with their body, your body is a masterpiece. Your body was created by the ultimate artist, right? It's not a mistake. If we're not feeding it, you know, like, I mean, I ate a cookie today. It's not the end of the world, but if we're not, if we're doing that, you know, all day, every day, okay, let's go to Jesus and talk about, I'm messing up your masterpiece. But overall, if you're taking good care of your body, it's a masterpiece. Mm -hmm. You are beautiful just the way you are. He wanted you either with no boobs, big boobs, big butts, no butts, belly, no butt. Nobody is alike because that's what the incredible artist has done, right? Yeah. And remember that no matter what. Yes, he has fearfully and wonderfully made us. I love that. And none of us are the same. I think about the just, yeah. Oh, I love that. I need to know though, because I've been watching your Instagram stories for a little over a month now. Do you have a coffee mug collection that allows you to have a different mug every single day? Because I don't think I've seen the same mug twice. Uh, Well, you probably have, but yes, I have a coffee mug collection and I'm neurotic and my husband and Irma, who helps me with my house, laugh at me. I have a system. I have two rows of hooks and then over here, two rows of hooks. So they start over here and then they move to the back row and there's a system so that no cup is used. So it's probably a good 14 days before you see that cup again. I knew there had to be a system because I don't actually remember seeing the same cup twice. That's good. This this morning though, like every once in a while, I have to pull out a cup that I'd used recently because Graham was going into his Super Bowl game. Yeah. And I needed the beautiful girl. You can do hard things in case Graham's team lost. (laughs) So I got to remind myself sometimes, but overall you don't see the same cup. I love that so much. So let's talk about redemption because redemption is another hard thing, right? I think that I, in my own story, and I think a lot of the women that I've talked to and that I have coached, we don't believe in our hard, messy, shameful stuff that we're worthy of redemption. And it took a long time. Like I've shared this before, but like I came to know the Lord when I was 22, but it wasn't until I was 30 that I was like, okay, like he's real. He loves me unconditionally. He is never going to leave me, never going to forsake me. And honestly, he wants to redeem all of these things that I've deemed aren't redeemable. And he wants me to walk in victory. So how have you reconciled redemption in your life? And what did that look like? Because I think it's a process and it's a hard one for me it was many years of like okay I'm gonna do this I'm not gonna do this I'm gonna do this I'm not gonna do this I'm gonna let him have that piece of me but I'm not gonna let him have that piece of me so I'm gonna ask a crazy question okay just so I make sure I'm answering it right can you define redemption for me yeah so for me I think it's when God takes our hard stuff and he uses it for victory so or for good so like for me it's the the ability to be able to share my trauma like because a lot of people in their trauma they get stuck and they don't move forward and they're not willing to talk about it and they're not willing to share it me I'm like you want to know about my life I'm going to tell you every 
piece of it. And I believe that that's how God has redeemed my story. He's used it for me to use to help other people see that their stories are redeemable. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So the biggest thing for me, I wanted to make sure I was going to answer it right, was I had to learn that I'm not in control. The only person I'm in control of, maybe still Graham a little bit because Graham's 10, but not even Will and John Paul anymore, right? Mm -hmm. I'm only in control of me. I'm not in control of my friends and what they think about me. I'm not in control of my boss. You know, I was, I am the person who would do darn near anything to get you to see me, which by the way, the people probably saw me, but then I didn't believe it. And I had to stop. I was, um, what is that animal that can change colors to fit the audience? Oh, chameleon. I could be whatever audience I was in front of. I could be, I could be at the church and be the best missionary and then turn around and go to the bar that night and be the best rock star dancing on the stools. Right? Like I had to learn that it's okay to be who I am and in alignment with whose I am, which is God. And if they don't like it, it's okay. And if they, cause I had to learn that I'm fun without the bottle. I'm fun without the dirty jokes. I'm fun without the nasty memes. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And that the only person I can control is me. And therefore I, the serenity prayer is my biggest, you know, I got a lot from Al-Anon. <laughs> God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. There are things I cannot change. There are people I cannot change. Things cannot change. Courage to change things I can. Then there are things that I can change. I can show compassion when somebody else isn't, even if it makes me look like the bad guy. Like we, you know, come on guys. To show some love. Have you not walked in this person's shoes? You know, when people are trying to, people who make fun of people are actually trying to make themselves feel better is what I'm learned through all this, right? So courage, change things can, and the wisdom to know the difference, because I also need to know when to keep my stupid mouth shut. Because like I told y'all earlier, my tongue is my biggest problem. So did I answer that question? You did answer that question. And I think I I was a chameleon too. And I did things because I wanted to be seen and I would do whatever it took for someone to show me some sort of affection, attention, acknowledge me. Words of affirmation and physical touch are my two top love languages. The difference between now and then is now I know that words of affirmation do not define me. They allow me to feel seen, loved, and heard in a way, but they don't define who I am. And my physical touch is not not about sexual physical touch, but about intimate physical touch, like a hug from a friend or like Peter coming in, sitting next to me sometimes or things like that. And so that there's growth. But I think that it's natural for us when we are in the middle of something to make ourselves fit in where we need to fit in to be seen. Because especially as women, we want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to feel valued. But what I've learned and what it sounds like you've learned is that God has purposed and valued me for bigger and greater things. And we just have Mm -hmm. to get there. We have to figure that out. Okay. So let's talk about victory because I am excited about your victory because I think in your victory is where all these cool things that you've done have been birthed. And I have been on the receiving end of some of them and I love it. So let's, let's go. Tell us about victory. So my victory would be when Trey was sick, I hired coaches to, cause I thought I was going to have to go back to work like in corporate America. And one coach, you know, said, 
I just got to have, I have to know, cause she knew my story. She knew Trey's illness and she knew about raising three boys, you know, and one, we live in the Bible belt. One is gay. And let me tell you something when, you know, I had people in my neighborhood letting me know my son had a demon in him and they wanted to send him to camps to change him. And so it was, it was a hard three years for all of us. And my coach said, I just have to know what is it that you do? Because you show up in this mastermind so full of joy. Now, mind you, this was 2020. So I'd had a long time coming. So full of joy, so full of peace. You're always ready to contribute. You're always motivating. What is your secret? I said, man, I just get up every morning and have a cup of coffee with Jesus. Then I write an I am statement and go a little bit deeper in it because I've realized in life, I'm always going around encouraging everybody, but who was encouraging me? And the definition of affirmation is literally to encourage. So I started encouraging myself. I would give myself a question to go deeper with it so that when Satan got a hold of me that day, I could remind myself, oh, no, no, baby girl, you told yourself you were strong today or you were worthy or you were zippy or zany or whatever you told, whatever I told myself. And then I would pray for others because I learned that from my mother, that the greatest gift and the greatest act of service is to when you tell somebody you're going to pray for them, write their name down and pray for them. Or if you don't have time to write it down, literally say it like Colleen, if you were to say to me, Amy, I need your prayers. If I didn't have pen and paper so that I'm not lying, I'd be like, I'm going to pray for you. And then I shoot one up real quick. Lord, you know what Colleen needs. It's the greatest gift you can give somebody else. But some days in my circle, it's only Amy Berry, right? Like some days I'm like, Jesus, take this wheel because I don't got it. And I don't feel like being nice today. And the only way I am going to be nice is if you come through me, because right now I'm angry and it's wild what happens. And then I say a little prayer to the Holy Spirit and walk out my life. And she was like, Amy, you don't need to go get a corporate America job. You need to market that. That's what you need to do. So I did. I developed a journal, which is the four steps, God, ourselves, others, divine moments, good for a good life. Then I've I'm kind of going slow at it. I've developed a free community that you've talked about soul goals because I want everybody to learn this gift that I learned that we've been given, which is the gift of the Holy Spirit. Like I said, I was been raised in a church, never really grasped the Holy Spirit, thought he was cast for the friendly ghost, wasn't real sure what he was up to. But what I didn't know is he's actually inside of me. And not only is he inside of me, he's given me these fruits. And once I figured that out, I started watering those seeds and I'm watching them bloom and I'm now coaching on that in this community for free, because I really think if you can get that little secret of the Holy spirit, you're free. And, and then I coach women one-on-one and I'm building a little mastermind for the good life. <laughs> so good. So good. I think when we're able to take our hard stuff and turn it into things like this, it's so good. And it's honoring to God, right? It shows like he really has done a good work in my life and I want to honor him in that. So, oh. Oh, and I got it. Can I just tell you something about it? So God's amazing. Can I just tell you? Like, so first I did the journal and that's been doing well, but I started soul goals and somebody told me, you know, you should charge, you should charge. So I was charging in the beginning. Something didn't feel right in me. And as God is my witness, a gal that was on this online Bible study who didn't know me that well, but she was one of the leaders. She reached out to me and said, can I call you? There's just been something on my heart, which by the way, remember my gut was like, this feels dirty. This would be my biggest victory. And I said, sure. So she called me and she said, it's been on my heart. Why are you charging for soul goals? I said, I cannot believe you're calling me and asking me this. It's been, I feel icky about it. And she said, stop. You're doing God's work. Trust God. Just trust God. Stop charging and watch what happens. And you guys, 
I grew from five members to now I think it's 89. I don't know. We're small, but mighty. What has been given back to me is more than the lottery or gazillions of dollars could ever give to me. It's been, that would probably be my greatest victory to be 100% cry, Amy. <laughs> like straight up. That would be like, I was like, Cindy, I can't believe you're doing this because I've been feeling icky. And the minute I released it to, and, and she'll tell you, I got off the phone and like went straight to Instagram and said, it's a sisterhood. It's free. She couldn't believe it. She thought that it was going to take me some time to come to that. Like, no, I've been feeling icky mm. and God placed her in my life. He puts people in your life. Biggest victory. And this chick, by the way, lives in North Carolina. Never met her in real life ever. I love that. There's something very special about the journal that you didn't mention that I really love. Oops. And it is that the cover is designed by your son. Oh, yes. That, <laughs> is it JP who designed the cover? No. So we're very creative in this family. Yeah. My oldest son is wow. the artist. So he's done and we're working on a new one to have another color, but he's been my cover artist. And that is why, you know, people say to me, have you considered going to a publisher since it's sold so well? And I said, no, because they'll take that away. And I'm not taking that away. I'm so proud of it. I think that's something that I love about that journal is that your, your family is a part of it. And it's my mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. It is evident. It is. Oh, yes. And it's beautiful. You guys, you need to get one. You, I'm going to put all of Amy's information in the show notes. I'm going to link you to how you can get the journal from her because you need to get one because not only are we giving you a discount. Yes, we are. I'm so excited. <laughs> we will talk about that in a second, but not only is a journal beautiful, but it's practical. And like, I'm a very, I'm a journaler, like a very emotional journaler. So I have my journal. That's just, you know, all my emotions, but I also really love practical journals journals that I can look back on and be like, wow, today I prayed for that person. And this week we're celebrating her divine moment. And like, I just, yes. Yeah, so good. All right, Amy, you have had quite a restoration experience. And I want to tell you as someone who has literally just fallen in love with you in such a short time, I'm proud of you because it's hard. It is hard. It's hard to have restoration. And then it's hard to do God's work. And it's hard to wake up every day, some days and be like, okay, God, like you've called me here and I'm going to do this. And also to recognize, and you didn't directly say this, but I know through our interactions on this podcast and one-on-one, I think you think a lot like me. I know that everything that God has called me to do, the book I'm writing, this podcast, the ministry that I run in the inner city, the things that I am working on the behind the scenes that people don't even know about right now. Like, I know that those are all part of God's undeserving grace and that any day I could wake up and he could say, nope, today I'm taking this all away from you. And so I know that you wake up every day and you are just so thankful to God for what he's given you in this. And I just, yeah, I love watching soul goals. And I love that a few weeks ago, I got to be in the community and like see the women interact because it's something special you've created there. And I, Thank just, you. Yeah, I appreciate that. So if I have two questions for you, and then we can talk about the journal discussion discount code and how people can find you if well the first question is are there any particular verses books scriptures worship songs anything that really in your own restoration experience you clung to it and like that is what when you're feeling down you run back to that and it reminds you that you've done the hard work okay so guys i am a recovered catholic 
I want to give you all permission to know that if you don't memorize Bible verses, you're still loved. <laughs> yes. So I have the, I don't. Okay. So you'll probably know where they came from. I am the vine. You're the branches. If a man remains in me, he will bear much fruit, but yes. apart from me, he bears nothing. Cause what I remember from that is as long as I just stay in him, I will bear much fruit. The other one that I love is for, I know the plans I have for you to, for you to uh, flourish, not perish. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that's Jeremiah 29, 11. And um, I had to really hang on to that one in 2018, 2019. And another one was, you know what, when you are weak, I am strong because there were days that I didn't think I could go on anymore. And I just kept saying, God, you tell me you're strong. I got three boys and my husband's dying. What are you going to do with this? And I had strength. I was able to take John Paul in his high school class to New York city, 80 kids with other adults, but still my husband was in a hospital and I did it and I had the best time. And then I was able to turn around and take John Paul with the theater kids to Sacramento and still my husband was in the hospital and I did it. And I had the most beautiful, magnificent times. My dad died on March 13th suddenly. And I was to leave the next day with John Paul to do college tours. And I did it. And I had the best time. And all all the while, Jesus said, I'm going to give you the strength. We're going to get through it. And we did. So uh, those are the ones I cling to. And I don't remember really where they come from, but I got them in my head. You know what? Sometimes it's not the reference. It's the verse. Um, Yeah. And be an imitator of Christ, right? I created you in my image. Imitate me. Yeah. I love those. So my last question is if there is a woman or person who's listening to this podcast, who is maybe she's in the middle of her restoration experience. Maybe she doesn't even know she needs a restoration experience. Maybe she's at the end and she's like, I don't even know what's next. How would you encourage her? I see you. I was you and it's okay not to know. And it's okay to be like, okay, so I keep being told I should spend some time with God, but I don't even know if he exists. How am I supposed to know this? And it's okay to say, God, will you give me a sign? And the only way I'm going to get through this is a sign. And I'm going to tell you by the grace of God, it'll be a person. It'll be a note. There'll be something. And you're going to know that was the sign. Okay. He exists. Okay. Now you exist. I, okay. I'm, where do I go from here? God, I've been you. And there's going to be days where you don't know where to go and you don't know which way to step. And you're going to say, she's crazy. She doesn't get me. I just want to end it here. Don't end it because he's got your hand and he has a purpose for you. And he has a beautiful plan for you. And he has beautiful people waiting for you. And at the right moment, at the right time, they're going to, they're going to be there. Mm-hmm. And he may be healing you before they come so that you can receive them. Whew, that was good. Um, so Amy, tell us where we can find you. Tell us how we can get the good life journal and what code we need to use for a discount. Cause I want everyone to, that's listening to have one. And yeah, that's just, where can we find you? So I love Instagram. I'm not really good about my feed guys, but I love to be in the party of stories. I am at worthy.heart. I am on Facebook at worthy heart three, but I hate Facebook. Facebook is soul goals. S O U L G O A L S. And it's a free community. The reason I ask for your email is simply if I send out a link for guest experts or my teachings, or if I'm sending out discount codes or whatever, I don't give it out. So, but you don't, here's the deal. 
You don't have to give me your email either if you don't want to. I'll accept you in as long as you're female. I am on LinkedIn, but that's where we won't go there. It's Amy Berry, but the, the good life. The good life is I'm going to give you a code, RE for restoration experience, so RE20. And you're going to get 20% off. Yeah. And that will run through uh, January 1. Well, maybe we'll do it through January 30th. Why not? So that way everybody get off onto a good foot. Yes. And you guys, you know that I'm not one to shield products. I'm not one to tell you you need to go get something. So if I'm telling you you need to go get it, I really, truly believe in it. So you need to go get it. And I will link all of those things in the show notes below. Amy, thank you so much for being here today. Your story, man, I knew the night that I met you that you had a story and we needed to talk about it. And just this past month, your friendship has blessed me immensely. So thank you. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for having me. Yes. Wow. I don't know about you, but I feel so encouraged by Amy. She is the real deal. She is one of the most, I tell her this all the time, one of the most honest and blunt real people that I've met in a long time. She is like the best friend and sister that we don't even know we need. I would encourage you, if you are a woman, to head to Facebook and join her Soul Goals community. She goes live there in the mornings. She has her cup of coffee with Jesus. She drops some wisdom and knowledge. She's praying for you. She's encouraging you. And she even throws in a bit of humor. But one of my favorite things that she does is she invites women who she believes in into her community to share their own stories. And you will learn so much in her community. And it's free. Also, she left us a code in the episode RE20 so that you can get 20% off her Good Life journal from now until January 30th. Her journal is incredible. I told you in the beginning, I don't push products unless I believe in them. I believe in this. Grab a copy for you. Grab a copy for a friend. Go through it together. Hold each other accountable. Cheer each other on. Pray for each other, but get your hands on a copy of the Good Life Journal. I will link the code, the website, all the things you need to know to get your journal in the show notes. Also, if you are a woman who is ready to dig deep into your own hard, messy, broken, ugly story and shed the shame that the world pins on you and run boldly into the victory that the Lord has for you, I'm ready. I am waiting to do that with you. Head to the link in my Instagram bio and click on my Calendly link and set up a virtual hangout with me and let's go. Let's dig deep. Also, you guys, next Thursday is a holiday. I take Thanksgiving weekend and I just disconnect. I go to my own little safe space that I've created. I write. I watch all the Hallmark Christmas movies and I just rest. And so I will not be meeting you in our safe little space on the internet next week, but I will see you in two weeks. And I cannot wait for you to hear from our next guest. Have a great week.